Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time to get lost in the mid card. This Believe in Pro Wrestling property is brought to you by Bet Online, the continued number one source for all your sports betting needs. Join now and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Believe. Now, here are Jeremy Bennett and Matt Black on the Believe Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show where you don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. It's lost in the mid-card, baby. It's been a year. It's been a long year, but we are now back. We are back with a vengeance. We are now on the Believe Network where you can find us live. You're you're impromptu, uh, uh, you know, WWE Raw pre-show because, you know, they don't do one on the network. So we're going to do one for you. And uh, once again, I am Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter, JB Huskers. And uh, for nearly eight years, uh, minus the year break we took, my co-host as always, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how are you doing? Doing good, man. It's good to be back. It's very good. Lost the big hard once again. Good stuff, man. It is very good to be back. Um, If you don't know us, uh, we... Uh, we started this baby uh, uh, under the funniest of circumstances. Uh, our very first show was the 2015 Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, where not even The Rock could save Roman Reigns from booze. So it was a lot of material that we had in our very first episode alone. Uh, a little background on us uh, is that, uh, oh, there you go, one inch. There's an inside joke from the past eight years by Mark Cho on the on the comments there uh the uh the backstory matt and i met at uh the uh thq event for wwe 12 back in 2011 uh during that SummerSlam weekend where uh that was the SummerSlam that alberto del rio cashed in his money in the bank on cm punk uh after diesel out of for some godly reason decided to attack him and uh then uh then lost the mid card kind of got born out of uh, us just bullshitting on twitter and uh and voila we uh, we formed in january of 2015 uh we both had uh, our own kind of jobs kind of take us uh you know away from the show for a year we stepped back and uh decided uh Now's the time, and uh, so thanks to uh, Believe, thanks to Rick Uccino, thanks to SP3 for bringing us on and bringing us into the fold. Of course, I'm uh, uh, I join those guys quite often. Uh, with uh, we used to Rick and I used to do NXT. Uh, we scaled that back just because well, it's NXT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stephen Chambers, what's up? There's a guy that uh, hung with us in the old Top Story days. Rest in peace, Top Story. Uh, but man, it is, it's good to be, uh, in the saddle here. We will be with you, uh, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. We'll, 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 uh, definitely get it wrapped up, uh, before Monday night raw kicks off. Uh, we'll, but we'll be here with you every Monday, uh, with, uh, with some goodies and, uh, man, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a wild ride. And we, uh, we, we were supposed to go last week, but, uh, uh, probably a good thing that we uh we took a we didn't we you know we took a week to for a return because a lot more things <laughs> happened this past week didn't they? You think? Yeah, I think last week's been pretty eventful. 
Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do, what, let's kick it off with our, uh, we're going to kick it off with some of our main stories of the, uh, of the weekend. Of course, some of the top five stories of the week. And of course, uh, no bigger story than Mr. Bray Wyatt himself, who uh, at the end of the fight pit match between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, we uh, got a very long, very drawn out uh, kind of history of Bray Wyatt, uh, a dilapidated funhouse, so to speak, and all of the characters appearing uh, in various spots throughout the uh, throughout the uh, arena. And uh, then finally, a a new mask for Bray Wyatt, and uh, he reveals uh, the lantern, which uh, everybody popped for. Uh, the door, which was, uh, you know, a lot of people say it was a tribute to Brody Lee. I would assume it was, don't you think, Matt? I mean, it certainly could have been, but I mean, as we all know with everything with Bray Wyatt, everybody wants to read very deep into anything he says or does or anything that's associated with Wyatt. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it absolutely could have been a nod to Brody Lee's AEW debut, but it also could have just been, you know, funny circumstance. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see. But then, uh, of course, he takes off the mask, a gigantic pop. Uh, would you fit this into at least a top three b- best return to WWE, do you think? To WWE? Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, Obviously, Jericho. It's hard, it's hard to think of. It's hard to think of anything bigger than the reaction why it got on Saturday night. Like, yeah. That that crowd reaction was deafening to the point where the camera that was right in front of his face couldn't even really pick up the words "I'm here," you know, to close the show. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hard pressed to think of any one specific WWE return that felt bigger than what we saw Saturday night at, at Extreme Rules. Yeah, I thought the uh, the Funhouse, the Rundown Funhouse, was a great touch. And uh, just everything they did for that return, it was it was an epic moment to close, which was was a pretty good pay-per-view. I mean, I wouldn't go out as far as to say it was an an excellent pay-per-view. And we'll get into that a little later. But uh, it's good to see him back. Uh, A lot of rumors that he's going to have a large stable, possibly total of six, uh, which uh, fits into his Twitter persona there, the Wyatt Six. So, um you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be definitely interesting to see where they go from here. Um, but, uh, it, it was a hell of a return. I, uh, obviously as soon as triple H took over, we, we both probably, both of us probably thought it was uh, inevitable, right? Well, you can't say anything's inevitable at this point, because at, <laughs> at this point, I just thought Sasha Banks and Naomi would have been back by now. Right. Um, yeah. They're still not here. And I've called for their return at least three or four times in the last month and a half. And, you know, they're just living their life, doing whatever. Um, But, yeah, you felt like as soon as Cross came back and Hit Row came back and the fact that Wyatt didn't do anything else wrestling-wise, you know, except for, like, a couple of conventions um, after his WWE release... it, you just kind of had the idea that he didn't want to be anywhere else. And Vince McMahon being out of the equation kind of made it an easy decision for him to return to WWE. Yeah, definitely. And if you're uh, joining us live, thanks for uh, tuning in on our very first uh, live episode from Believe. Uh, we uh, 
we actually uh, did uh, our very first live show ever almost a year ago when we broke 300 episodes. Yes, we uh, have done over 300 episodes of this damn show somehow. I don't, don't ask me how. Dan Housen cursed us. Right, right. There That's you go. how the show went on hiatus. That video, <laughs> that vid, that congratulations video cursed us. Yeah, that was awesome uh, that we got a, a cameo uh, of Danhausen uh, sent uh, sent for us uh, for that episode three hundred. Uh, that was a, a lot of fun. But uh, we're back now, and uh, let's go ahead. And uh, of course, if you have any questions, uh, any questions for us, uh, throw them in the chat. There, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be glad to to uh, to answer them for you. Uh, next up here, uh, we're going to talk a little John Moxley's his days with GCW done. Uh, it has been announced by Sean Rossap at fightful.com that, uh, he has re-signed with AEW through 2027 with a new five-year deal that was announced on the 7th of October this past Friday. And, uh, the note now is saying that he's going to be wrestling exclusively with AEW and their international partners that leaves the GCW status in question. Uh, according to Sean Rossap, the GCW sources claim that AEW didn't want Moxley to do the match this past weekend, which was title versus career against Nick Gage. Um, they've also asked their talent not to work GCW dates for months. Uh, Moxley insisted on finishing out his run there, and he's not currently scheduled for any future GCW dates. Of course, also uh, during that match, Stokely Hathaway and W. Morrissey came out and uh, just brutally threw Moxley through a, a plate glass there. Um, those believe that Moxley will still have the ability to work independent dates, but it'll be on a surprise basis if it ends up happening. Um, what do you think? Is uh, is this the uh, end of uh, Mox and GCW, Matt? This is absolutely the end of Mox and GCW. Uh, this press release came out from AEW Friday evening when I was sitting um, in the crowd waiting for Rampage to start in, in D.C. on Friday night. It came out, I think, during maybe during the dark matches or maybe right before. Yeah. And I was I was reading I was reading the press release and when they mentioned that going forward, Mox is only going to be working with AEW and international um, associations with AEW like New Japan. I'm like, yeah, GCW's done. And I, I think it was very timely that they chose to put that press release out when they did, because they knew that match was happening the following day. And that was basically their way of saying, yeah, if you want to see box at GCW tomorrow night's it. And clearly I don't think TK had that big of a problem with it. He wouldn't have sent his guys in Morrissey and Stokely over there to, you know, to assist in the finish of the match. Yeah. So, because I mean, honestly, they could have just ignored the entire thing. Box go over there, do do the loss, move on. It never happened. But now with with Morrissey and Stokely being involved over there, they have an opportunity. If they want to mention that match on on AEW programming now, they can. But originally they wouldn't have had to if they wouldn't have had any other involvement. So yeah, I, I think his uh, I think his GCW run is 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 done. I think it's it's. I don't think we ever see him in GCW again. One of the first comments on that uh the uh, patreon was well, it seems like gcw's in bed with wwe i'm like huh <laughs> well it's because it, it because um brett lauderdale seems to have a relationship with stephanie mcmahon yeah because when they were yeah that they yeah they got invited to the uh the box i can't remember what show it was but wrestlemania i believe was it wrestlemania yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure it was a wrestlemania 
Question in the chat here, Alex Johnson. When do you think the white six will be revealed? I think it's going to be piece by piece over time. What do you think, Matt? Well, I think we're. I think it's going to come down to how quickly we see Bo Dallas. Yeah, that's because, one of them. Because the the big the big hoopla following extreme rolls over the weekend was that Bo Dallas was on his way back to WWE, and we also saw teases after extreme rolls that maybe Liv Morgan might be turning into a creepy type of character. Yeah. So if those two get involved, happen to get involved with Wyatt, well, there's three of the six right there. Yeah. And then we'll know from there. We'll pro- we'll probably get a, a rough estimate of a time frame on how to, how to expect the reveal of the entire six, because this is something. Honestly, they dragged out Wyatt's return for you know almost a month. If they, if they wanna if they wanna drag out the the reveal of his group, they they could do that too. So yeah, it's not something that that needs to be rushed, but. I, th- I think a group surrounding Wyatt has always been a good idea. Yeah. Uh, DJ, we'll get to that Mia Yim question. Actually, it's going to be our next one in the top story. Uh, back to the Wyatt six. Yeah. I mean, Alexa bliss was a lot of people thinking she was going to join. It's like, no, she, she turned on Wyatt. It makes no sense for her to really rejoin Wyatt in this case, but yeah, I Liv think Morgan, Wyatt would be more looking for revenge than yeah. looking to join back up with her, which uh, is a, a built-in feud right there. If Liv Morgan joins the Wyatt six. And I think yep. that whole smile, that creepy smile as she passes out, you know, I think, uh, I, I think you're onto something there. I'd, I'd like to see a Bo Dallas. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him come back. And obviously, Hey, who's Bo Dallas with right now? Liv Morgan. They live together. Well, there you so go. The uh, that that they put the pieces together right there. Uh, that those are two of them that join in. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who who fills that out. Probably a tag team somewhere, um, and then a, a mid carter. And they could bring Eric Rowan back. Yeah, Redbeard. They they, they, well, they could, if they don't if they don't want to if they don't want to do any type of use single push or Strowman right now, they could put him back in it too. I mean, th- look, there's there's tons of possibilities that they could do with the Wyatt Six. And I think with Wyatt having more creative control over it and Triple H being in charge over Vince, I think it'll be a lot. I think the story will be told a lot better than it would have been otherwise. Yeah. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, Do you see anything tonight on raw? He He has to be on raw tonight. I think people will be pissed. If Wyatt's not on Raw tonight, I know they haven't advertised them, but you go off the air extreme rules with Wyatt. No one knows what brand he's supposed to be on. Everybody's going to assume the next time they see or hear from Wyatt will be Monday. So if they go through a three hour show tonight in Brooklyn, mind you, without an appearance of Wyatt, that crowd might be ready to riot close to the end of hour three if they don't get Bray. Yeah, I think he has to be on the show tonight. Yeah, uh, it, he's not in the rundown, which we will, of course, set the table for Raw at the end of the show here. Um, but yeah, Bray, not nowhere to be, uh, nowhere to be uh, seen on that. There, uh, DJ, of course, saying, uh, "What do you think about a Mia Yim return?" Well, that just so happens to be our next story uh, that we are going to cover here. It was announced uh, today by Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful Select that uh, Mia Yim is out of Impact Wrestling. Uh, they've confirmed that she did not extend her deal with Impact Wrestling as now a free agent. She can't return to the company this past spring and signed a short-term deal. And the deal was set to expire this weekend, barring an extension. 
Uh, she put over Mickey James, of course, at uh, Bound for Glory this past Friday. Also put over Taylor Wilde on her way out the door as well. Uh, they are, Fightful is told that the door is open for a potential return to Impact, though um, those that they have spoken to said that her time was there was positive and she worked well with the locker room. Of course, now uh, th- th- this begs the question, uh, there, this is almost to me a 50-50. Which way does she go? Yeah. WWE with trips in control now? Uh, where you know there ain't going to be any retribution, or uh, AEW with with uh, her husband Keith Lee. Yeah, it, I think it's I think it's a coin flip. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I would imagine there's there's interest from Triple H on WWE's end, but it looks like the AEW Women's Division's on a kind of a resurgence with uh, Soraya leading the charge right now. And yeah. Everybody likes to work with their significant other in the wrestling business, it seems. So if if there's an opportunity for Mia Yim to go to AEW and, you know, travel with Keith Lee every week, I, I don't know. Like, look, she's in a great position because, honestly, she could play both companies against each other yeah. and get the best deal possible, you know, out of where she really wants to go. Um, but there has to be interest because if there's not interest I think she would have just stayed in impact because there, there would have been really no reason for her to leave had there not been outside interests from WWE, AEW or both. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I have no lean, as you said, a coin flip. I mean, there's it truly e- either way, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously you want to be there with your husband at the same time, you know, Husband's schedule is a little uh, easier than than hers, so he could travel to her uh, and see her on a weekly basis. So that you know, maybe go where the money is for now. It, it depends on who who throws the the cash out there, and uh, it, it's uh, it, it's really going to be interesting to see where she goes. Obviously, uh, either place is going to to do well with her with her experience and leadership. So, um, where AEW, you know, there's a lot of more up and comers. They still have a good mix of, uh, of veterans there like Serena Deeb and Madison rain, uh, to go with some of the up and coming people like Jamie Hader. I mean, Holy crap. All of a sudden, Jamie Hader is like the most over woman on the, on the roster right now, it seems. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, intrigue as long as Tony can commit to it. I mean, there hasn't been a strong commitment to multiple women's feuds, you know, since AEW really started. So hope, you know, in, in bringing Soraya in there kind of, I think brings hope to change that. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, de- I definitely think she was meant to be the catalyst of change. As John Moxley liked to say, I think she's, I think she's AEW's paradigm shift. And I, I think, I think the women's division is going to see a lot of, a lot more focus in 2023. Um, than than it has in the past before we get to the next uh uh, before we get to our next story here uh stephen chambers in the chat will we see the good brothers in wwe joining with aj feuding with the judgment day i I, i've been saying this for weeks now that that this is the perfect time uh some people have told me well their schedule's kind of full with japan which so i don't exactly know that situation um if they can or not well from my understanding Anderson and Gallows have said that they're on a like a verbal deal 
with New Japan to run through Wrestle Kingdom. The problem is if WWE comes knocking with the, you know, the the seven figure contracts. Backpedal. There's yeah, there's a good chance they can backpedal. What I would hope to see is I would hope to I would hope Triple H to step forward and be like, look, this is a new era. We're doing business the right way. We'll bring you guys in. But Anderson and Gallus, you can honor your deals with New Japan until January and wrap up with them, but you can still be on our TV at the same time. Yeah. Because I think that would be um an olive branch of good faith from WWE. And I think that would actually help, you know, all parties going forward. Yeah. Because if the Good Brothers burn New Japan twice, because like Gall like Anderson holds the never, you know, the the never open weight championship right now, right? Yep. So yeah, if he has to like vacate that and he never gets to drop it or like two times now like wwe has taken the good brothers away from new japan i don't know if they'll ever be welcome back yeah because you know new japan takes those grudges personally and they hold on to them for a very long time so hopefully that doesn't happen i'd like i've been calling good brothers and to come and save aj on raw for you know a couple weeks now because it seemed like what the storyline direction has been going in so it wasn't it did not surprise me when um mike johnson from pw insider reported the uh that the good brothers were coming into wwe this month this afternoon like i was i was not surprised at all yeah we got here in the chat triple h promised him a great deal in 2019 look how it worked out well it worked out with uh very piss poor booking by vince mcmahon as well which is which basically made them not want to be there anymore well at the same time you got to match triple h Triple H has, in a way, he has to feel like he owes Gallus yeah. and Anderson something because he's one of the catalysts that talked them into staying when they did and make the decision to not jump to AEW, and then they ended up getting released out of it. Yeah, so, Mark Cho saying Anderson holds the uh, never open weight title, not Gallus. So pretty sure Thank I said you. Anderson. Thank you for the machine gun. I'm well aware who holds the title, Cho. Oh, look who it is, my top story brother, Jose gonzalez thanks for tuning in here buddy thanks for the uh the well wishes uh jose himself uh check him out on the on the twitter uh he he uh has uh just got a little uh little company started uh, a little media company started nice. so congr congrats to you there jose uh i believe uh the twitter is uh let me get that pulled up here real quick the beauty of dual monitors jose underscore g underscore official you should get the details there uh, of his new venture uh so thanks for tuning in man uh going back to the women bell saying uh to be honest the women's champion still felt like an afterthought in AEW to brit and soraya not gonna lie yeah uh but at least we now know that soraya uh, soraya is uh i'm gonna fuck up that name so many times uh is going to be cleared so we are now gonna lead probably at full gear uh to brit and soraya which uh is not for a title so there is a major feud, not for a title. Uh, so I, I think it's a good way to to bounce back, in my on my opinion, for the women there in AEW. Let's roll with our next story here as we uh, continue on. Uh, it was uh, unveiled while in Philly that, uh, of course, WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philly in uh, next year. And uh, look at that pretty logo, the old the old uh, Roman numerals come back. We got the the Liberty Bell. Uh, very cool. Uh, John Alba took this photo live 
uh, of it. Uh, I think it's a it's a damn cool logo, man. I can't wait to see that baby above the ring so everybody and their dog can point at it. I'm just happy the Roman numerals are back. I never understood Vince's reasoning for getting rid of them to begin with. I thought it was dumb. Um, so he yeah, started that like in the twenties, didn't he? I don't think it was in the twenties. I think it was in the early thirties. No, I, I know like twenty. I know, well, I know, I know like thirty 20, had the tri- I know thirty had the triple X because he I went was back there. to it. Yeah, he went back to it for thirty. And I know tri- like, 28, 28 had it as well because I was there for twenty eight, and I'm pretty sure I was the. I'm pretty sure think, 29 had it too. I want to think, I think 20, it was the early 30s that they got rid of them. I want to think like 25 didn't have it for some reason. But I was at 25. I also think it had was they had it there. Let's take a look here. I feel so, like it was the early 30s that the that the Roman numerals just No, nah, because they used that stupid 25th anniversary thing in their logo. So they did use the number. They didn't use Roman numerals at 25. Well, it was still 25. They still yeah. used they still use the number 25. Yeah, 24 had uh, the Roman numerals. 23 did not. See, it well, was, it was early. Still, but it was still labeled as a number. That's what I mean. Oh, they were still numbering the WrestleManias. They got rid. They Vince just started stopped numbering the WrestleManias. In the, I th- in the oh, 30s. I thought you, you meant like I thought you meant no, them, no. Them, I meant like the actual WrestleMania. Yeah, you know. 30 WrestleMania 29. Like eventually he just started calling them WrestleMania. Like he dropped the number. I thought you were talking Roman. Yeah. No, no, I I meant, I meant the number associated with, with the event itself. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very happy that (laughs) that's back. Mark Joe in the chat. I can't wait for Nicholas cage to come hunting for the treasure at WrestleMania. Well, will you stop? Well, look, if national treasure three releases around WrestleMania 40 time, Maybe that would be a good partnership for WWE to make. I'm just saying that might not be terrible. Right. Um, yeah, I, I misunderstood you. I thought you were talking about Roman numerals, not the actual number, which, yeah, Vince did kill that, too. I'm going to kill it. And he, he did. Uh, I think it's a damn cool logo, though, man. Uh, I think it's going to look cool above the ring uh, once we get to uh, Royal Rumble time. And uh, uh, very sweet. You know, I, I, I dig it, man. I dig it. I dig it, sucker. Look at Osaka, are you excited for uh, Booker T uh, <laughs> on NXT? <laughs> Not particularly, but probably might be better than what we're going to hear tonight on Raw. I cannot believe, yeah, we we this was not in our top stories, but hey, if you ever listen to Lost the Midcard, you know we take a tangent here and there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. It, it if it's not broke, don't fix it um at the very least they should have brought just Vic and wade together on monday because they're a great team on on nxt um i don't i don't see kevin patrick as a play-by-play guy unless Corey yeah, graves no, I... is basically unless Corey graves is basically going to because cory has been calling some play-by-play a little bit with jimmy um so i kind of wonder if you know, he's going to drive the train and Kevin's there to, to give uh, the, you know, whatever's in said in his ear. I don't know. I've never really known Graves to be a play by play guy, though. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting three hours tonight. I think <sighs> I I don't think it'll be very long until Triple H starts regretting releasing Jimmy Smith for no good reason. 
Because I thought that man was doing a really good job on Monday nights. Yeah, he was doing. I don't. Did he get forced out? He I obviously. It sounds like he got forced out because uh, you know, the, there's a whole it thing. It definitely of, didn't sound like it was his choice. If you listen to his, uh, if you listen to him unlocking the cage on Sirius XM, he definitely didn't. Uh, it didn't sound like he wanted to leave. It just happened. And, and then Triple H let it slip. Yeah, that was that wasn't smooth. Jose in the chat, Nick Cage in a match versus The Miz promoting the movie. Mm-mm. Maybe book it. You know what I'm booking? Uh, <laughs> the fact that they put Wade Barrett on SmackDown. SmackDown's got the best team hands down. It's oh, not yeah. even close. That tells me that when Pat McAfee returns after the college football season, he's returning as a wrestler for WrestleMania season. Mm, not not the way he's been talking. The way Barrett's talking, he's going to return to NXT when you think so. Mac that was my back, and that means Booker T goes bye bye. That so was my be, it'll gut. Be Vic, it'll be Vic and Wade. It'll be Cole and McAfee, and I can't imagine that this Patrick um, Graves duo is going to stay as it is for long. I, mm. I don't. I do not foresee this as being being a winner in in terms of a long term commentary solution. I just don't see it. Oh, Toxic Attraction's totally going to SmackDown, so Wade Barrett can uh, fangirl. <laughs> SmackDown could use some help for the women's division right now. So, yeah, Toxic Attraction on, on SmackDown makes sense. Uh, is it going to be... Uh, it, 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 do you think Alba Fire takes it off her or, or not until Nikita? If Look, if they're ready to call her up, just have her drop it to anybody. Yeah, Alba fire, fire is fire good as any. I just just do it. Just give it the fire. Yeah, I mean she's as good as any any there. Uh, Monet saying Patrick not a great commentator. Him in main event is not good. Uh, he filled in that one night on Raw, I believe. Uh, he filled in, and yeah, I was not impressed either. I like Kevin Patrick. He's a great interviewer, but as a as a play by play guy, uh, yeah, Mark Show, give us Morrow for the love of God. Uh, I don't know. I if know they... he. I know he doesn't like the schedule, but man, without without Vince screaming in his ear now, I mean, I, you have to imagine Triple H at least made the call. I hope so. He had to have at least reached out and, and to, to gauge interest. So my gut feeling was when they put Wade there, if he, if he, uh, I don't know. I heard the word permanent, so that was kind of the weird thing about this. The way he, the way he tweeted yeah. when it was announced, he yeah. implied that he was going to go back to NXT when McAfee came back. So I personally, I'd love to see him get back in the ring, like you said, but I don't. McAfee? No, Barrett. Oh, Barrett. But I mean, let them both get back in the ring. Let let them fight over the right to (laughs) commentate with Michael Cole at the Royal Rumble. Why the hell not? The winner gets to be Michael Cole's son. Pat McAfee for the rights of Michael Cole's broadcast partner. Michael Cole on a pole, baby. Oh, God. No, no Russo. (laughs) No Russo. Uh, no, my gut feeling was if we're going to make this permanent, well, permanent, I figured McAfee's going to come back as a wrestler for WrestleMania season. I thought the perfect guy would be another guy he's friends with in real life, The Miz. I, I thought that would be a good WrestleMania match. So that was my gut feeling was he's going to come back as a uh, as a full-timer. But uh, <laughs> Jose in the chat, the cool thing about that match would be Nick Cage not needing to say a word and sell the match with his BDE. <laughs> Uh, I have a, I, I have a, is this a, I'm afraid I've got some good news. 
I hope so. I would love. I thought like. I hope. I hope he does. I, I, I th- hope we. I hope we've not seen the last of Wade Barrett in the ring. I thought an NXT that they were starting something with him and JD McDonough, uh, that was going to lead to a match, but th- that obviously did not kind of come out. Uh, the loser is forced to call with Cole. Hey, Cole's actually dude. Cole's been great since been, Vince left. What are you oh. talking about? And Colin McAfee. Uh, Colin McAfee have been just a dynamic duo, man. They've been so good. And I mean, Michael Cole even said it himself that, that, that McAfee has rejuvenated his career. Uh, Cole's Cole's call during the I quit match at extreme roles was hilarious. mm. Freaking hilarious. Like I like, I don't, I don't understand anybody that couldn't, that doesn't enjoy Michael Cole on commentary right now. The guy's having the best calls of his career now that Vince isn't there anymore. Yeah. Our uh, last story to cover from the weekend before we get into uh, Extreme Rules and AEW and then uh, set the table and get you ready for Monday Night Raw. Daniel Cormier, of course, was the uh, referee, the official for the main event of Extreme Rules in the fight pit and uh, was uh, asked if uh, he has uh, been uh, interested in some other opportunities. One of them was... uh, You know, one of them was at you know meeting Brock Lesnar of all in in, in a, a WWE match. Of course, he was uh, been honest. He said he's been a, retired for a couple of years, and and uh, I'd have to get in shape. As if you saw, Cormier was not really uh, in the. Uh, he's been enjoying retirement. Is a man, how, man's enjoying his life. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what uh, 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 my my buddy Cassie Haynes from Body Slam said. He's in, he's enjoying retirement. That's how he put it. <laughs> He, he is simple that is as uh, simple as that uh but what do you think of a uh a potential cormier lesnar match in the dub i think if cormier wants to get in ring shape and do this wrestlemania is the perfect place to do it yep lesnar right now clearly doesn't have any direction going into wrestlemania this year all of his stuff is the past couple of years have, has been with Roman. Roman's preoccupied, Brock. You're going to have to do something else now. Oh, God, so I never want to see like, that again. Yeah, I'll, neither do I. But, you know, I'm just saying, I, oh, he's my de- God. <laughs> <laughs> All bro TV, he's definitely in a shape. Hey, yes. I resemble that remark. No, I, I think, look, if he wants to, if he wants to get in, like, in fighting shape and get in there with Lesnar, that would be a big marquee match. That's going to sell casual fans and MMA fans on WrestleMania next year. I think, I think it's the right, I think that's the right move to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's only 43 years old and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be, he has the mindset uh, that he could get it into gear, get in shape and prepare for a big, a big mark. This is a, this is a, uh, a perfect WrestleMania match when you bring someone in from the MMA world uh, and somebody that was in the UFC and Brock Lesnar as well. I know Cormier's always wanted to be in WWE uh, at some point, and uh, I think it was great that he was able to get to do that for uh, uh, the role that he was in on uh, Saturday, and I thought he did a great job refereeing, didn't you? No, I, I think he did great, and honestly, as much of a fan as he is, if they ever do a shake-up and commentary, teams again i could see him sitting in any booth across wwe yeah doing uh doing keller commentary for uh for raw or smackdown yeah you know next some at some point next year when they you know when they shake up shake up the boost again like 
he seems like a natural fit. If he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to get physical and get in the ring, I can absolutely see him doing commentary work for WWE. Uh, Bell in the chat. I feel liberated listening to Cole these days. Lord knows how he feels. Oh yeah. Take that liberation and multiply it by infinity. That's probably how Michael <laughs> Cole feels on commentary. Not have you fucked up. You son of a bitch. Why did you say that? My God. And I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even probably lying on, on some of that. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, Brock coming back tonight. Another match with Roman Jose. Will you stop? I, I don't, I don't want to bury I don't want to bury anybody on here in our first night on the show, but man, I I I. What stopped you? <laughs> block. I I don't I don't understand what Mike Johnson did with that speculation piece today about Lesnar possibly coming back to Raw tonight. Oh boy! Like that's not something I expect from PW Insider. Especially first, uh, for Mike Johnson to put out put, to put out a speculation piece like that. First, like, uh, first uh, response I saw to that was, "Oh, he's going to squash Bray White in sixty seconds." Yeah, they ain't doing that. Not under Triple H. Hell no. Oh my lord! All right, well, uh, let's uh, move on uh, to uh, Saturday. And uh, Saturday, of course, was Extreme Rules on the Peacock. Uh, on the cock and uh, also on the WWE network, if you're overseas or, or not in the U S or whatever, but uh, uh, extreme rules. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought overall uh, was not, you know, not as good as clash the castle, but I still thought it was an enjoyable show. I didn't think there was a gigantic turd on it at all. I thought it was a, a perfect, a, a, not a perfect but a good three hours of wrestling i thought i was surprised when we were already at the fight pit matt uh what were your thoughts overall i, I thought i thought the show was good I, honestly on paper i thought it was going to be better yeah yeah um going in i was really excited for the show but i mean still for the most part i thought the i thought the event delivered and yeah. and as as i was telling somebody as the main event was starting like as long as Wyatt closes the show it's going to give a damn about anything else that happened on the rest of the show anyway everybody yeah. got what they wanted bray wyatt's back they they put on a solid show they delivered on a promise that they were teasing and building up for weeks like i think it was i honestly i think it was a successful I think it was a successful outing for WWE on Saturday night in Philadelphia. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought the first match was the best match of the night. Donnie Brook. You know what? I can't argue with you. It was my favorite thing on the show. Are you out? I, mean, I would go. I would go that. Then I would go Bianca and Bailey in the ladder match. And then, if I could trim just maybe five or so minutes off of it, I would say the I Quit match. That was long in but... the third spot. It was a little too long for me. All I quit. The story, the story at the end was the story at the end was awesome. Oh, the acting by so... edge was the acting by, you could tell edge has been doing some acting because his acting in that moment was fucking phenomenal, man. Uh, you could, you could see his pain as, as Beth got that concerto. And I, I love the end of that. Uh, finally, there is some momentum for judgment day. Uh, so I'm excited uh, for them as they've kind of been sputtering, uh, you know, while Vince had control early on and, uh, you know, Triple H kind of reeling it in and kind of rebuilding it from the ground up. And I think the the Rhea and Dom story has been good. I think finally ba Balor's kind of re 
rebalanced himself as a top player in WWE now. Um, I'm excited with the with the Judgment Day, and if we can get a feud with uh, the Good Brothers and AJ, they got to win that feud too. But I mean, that's going to be a, a phenomenal, uh, pun intended, feud to watch. Is if we get a feud with those guys though. Uh, and hey, loss of the mid card is back, baby. So you know what that you know what that means, Matt. In the, in a few short months, you know what also comes back the Markies. My God, which are our awards show. And God, am I not going to be remiss if Sheamus is not going to be nominated for Wrestler of the Year in WWE? Uh, it, the banger after banger line is not not bullshit. I have been saying this on our show and on other platforms for two years now that Sheamus is one of the most consistent performers in the company. And now he is turning that consistency into wrestler of the year type stuff. Don't you think? I think Neo found his agent Smith. (laughs) Yeah. Is the best way I could put it because his connection with Gunther is next world level. Like those two, when they get in the rain, they capture the audience and they're just hanging on every single thing that those two men do. It's absolutely magical. I don't, I don't know how else to put it, but yeah, if look, if you're not, if you're not enjoying the career resurgence of Seamus in 2022, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So yeah. And, and the brawling brutes just as a whole has been so well done ever since they've turned them baby face. And you know, we're we're finally accepting Butch. Uh, uh, I still though, don't like the name. No, I like but, the. F- I can almost slightly accept it because he looks and acts like Pete Dunn now, for the yeah. most part. He yeah. wrestles like Pete Dunn. He looks like Pete Dunn, but he's still called Butch. I think but, as a corporation, they are still going away from real names. I think, and so for now, we got Butch, but I don't know what we got going forward but uh you know I, I i don't know but at the same time though what they've done with the brawling brutes is just great uh good stuff you know i love it um i thought the first half of live morgan ronda rousey was good but i think it got really disjointed towards the end of it look there were a few wonky spots in the match i don't think it was as bad as everybody was screaming about on social no. media like no. I, like i thought it was fine it look it was a really tough spot following that Donnybrook match. Yeah. So like, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to live up to any expectations, no matter what in that slot. And yeah, there were a few wonky spots in the match, but I mean, some people I saw were acting like it was the worst WWE match of the year. No. And like, it wasn't even close. There's, there's been much worse on WWE programming this year than that. Yes. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen this year, but not Uh, by a long shot. Yeah, the right guy won with carrying cross over Drew McIntyre. I liked Scarlett's involvement in this. I really hope we get to see Scarlett wrestle for crying out loud. Um, I, did, I did not like the finish of this match at all. Yeah, it, I, it was... I think if you're trying to establish Cross as a as a credible threat in the main event title picture, him needing Scarlett to mace Drew in the eyes in the closing moments of his first big match did not did not bold did not fill me with the confidence that WWE sees cross as a big big time player for their company going forward yeah i thought bailey and bianca did a good job in the ladder match as we mentioned before yeah. 
Of course, we talked about the I Quit match. It was a little long, but almost every I Quit match is a tremendous ending there. And then uh, all of a sudden, we got uh, got to the fight pit with uh, Rob Van Dam Rollins and uh, and Matt Riddle and uh, Seth freaking Rollins. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the whole freaking show. Uh, I thought the main event was good. Uh, probably third best on the card, maybe. I would maybe put it behind the ladder match in the Donnybrook. Um, and boy, I, I love the fight pit though, man. The fight pit was uh, uh, fun to watch at NXT. So I'm kind of glad they brought it up to the main roster. What were your thoughts on the main event? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I actually, I honestly expected it to be longer, but some, for some reason, I feel like some things on the show ran long. I'm looking at you. I quit match. It plus, made, uh, plus it the made, uh, it maybe it, something else ran a little bit too long, and I think plus you had a, plus you had a little something at the, the end of the show. Main event, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But I mean, that show too. went to like what, like eleven fifteen Eastern, I, About, I yeah. think. So I mean, it's not like it cut off at like eleven or anything. So, yeah, pretty enjoyable. Uh, Dynamite and Rampage and Battle of the Belts all taking place from Washington D.C. Matt was, was in there. A Matt was in attendance for I was all of in it. Attendance. I was uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, what were your, what did you like the most? What did you dislike uh, when it came to the whole, uh, the whole three shows? Uh, I really, I really liked, I will preface this beforehand and saying, I really enjoyed dynamite from, from beginning to end, but I also had my phone put away through the duration of the show. So I had no idea about oh. the backstage fight between Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo while I was in the building. I didn't know anything about it until I got back to the car and I pulled out my phone. So um, I might have hated that a lot more in the moment had I known what I know now. Um, I feel like the only thing I really didn't like out of both shows is is the Varsity Blondes and um, Josh Woods and uh, Tony Nese. Because honestly... Look, I know you wanted to take the name off the blondes and give it to Nice and, and Woods and the varsity athletes or whatever. You could have done this shit on Dark. You could have done it on Elevation. That did not need to be in a live primetime slot on Rampage. And honestly, I think the numbers reflect that. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you saw it being there live, but Arn Anderson was watching. So I'm wondering if Arn's going to take uh, Pillman and... and uh, I, did not, I did not see that. Yeah, Arn Anderson was watching as they got beat. So I am wondering if he may take uh, the blondes under his wing. Maybe the Hollywood blondes. Maybe he can uh, talk, uh, call Uncle Uncle Eric. Hey, can we use this he, he might be t- He might be looking to team Pillman up with his son. Yeah, turn on Griff. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? And like like I said, like I said to somebody at the show, Griff Garrison hasn't been over since the Brody Lee segments on being the elite. Right. No offense, but nobody cares about Griff Garrison right now. Uh yeah. I thought probably the highlight of Dynamite was uh MJF and Wheeler Yuta. That was a hell of a excellent match. dude. That match was awesome. That was a I thought very, Cage, very good match. I enjoyed Cage and Wardlow. Um couple It of- was much better than I expected it to be couple of big big men I was, I was very me. I was very disappointed when it was announced because honestly I sat through including dark I sat through almost six hours of aew programming last week yeah and there were still at least 10 wrestlers that I wanted to see compete that I didn't get to see yeah and I'm not talking I'm not even talking Bucks Omega because we all know why they weren't there but I'm talking like 
Samoa Joe and Dan Housen and there was just, there was just a long list of people I was hoping to see compete that week and I didn't and they weren't on the show at all. So I, I when when they announced Brian Cage, I'm like, really? There's so many other people that they could be using right now. Um, I think AEW, I think AEW programming as a whole is going to benefit a lot more when Tony Khan finally gets that Ring of Honor television deal. So he can kind of cause more of a a separation between ROH and AEW because I feel I feel there's there are some fans out there that are very turned off about Tony Khan's obsession with promoting Ring of Honor on the AEW product. Yeah, you're you're shoehorning these guys in and taken away from other people. As you said, there's people you didn't get to see live. Uh, How fun was it to uh, be there live for? National Scissoring Day. I thought the segment went on way too long. <laughs> it did. I, I really long. did. I thought it was way too long. The crowd loved it. You know, it was it was fun for the most part. But I was just like, man, this is going on forever. And I'm like, is this the reason why they got the 15 minute overrun? <coughs> it might was be. just. It was way too long for my for my liking personally might be um and uh finally uh before we get to uh the end of the show um what are your thoughts on uh, willow and jade mm. i thought the match was very good but i mean i know there's a lot of people out there like that want to see willow be the one to dethrone jade but she's lost the jade like three times now yeah. so i i don't think that's in the cards no um but the the match was good, especially live. I didn't I didn't go back and watch it on uh, DVR or anything. But like what I what I saw from the match live, I thought it was very good. How would you fix the Dark Order, or is it beyond fixing? I don't think it's fixable. I think it's time to split them up. There's 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 not a, there's not enough group members left, and the only possible person that might have been able to come in and fix it is now with WWE again. <laughs> Right. So I, I, yeah, I think it's time to end the dark order. Yeah. I don't like to hear that, but that's unfortunately the way we got to go. Uh, AEW for the first time does not head to Nebraska. Assholes. Come on. TikTok, Come on. Uh, but they are heading to Canada for the first time in a, a loaded card. Uh, we've got jungle boy, Jack Perry taking on Luchasaurus, uh, women's tag match, Tony storm and her car. Sheeta taking on Britt Baker, dmd and jamie hater daddy ass billy gun that's actually on the graphic daddy ass billy gun taking yep. on swerve strickland uh the all atlantic championship hey pops props to Pac for uh doing double duty on rampage and battle of the belts in a couple of decent matches he's taking on orange cassidy and your that, main that, event that title reign ends on wednesday oh We'll call your shot there. And uh, a title reign that will not end on Wednesday is Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson three for the ROH world title. Uh, what do you, what are you looking forward to most on here? You, uh, did you just call your shot there? Looking forward to most a title change. I look, I, the two title matches are the things that I'm looking forward to the most. I would not be surprised if both titles change hands in toronto this wednesday i just think with the jericho uh with aew deal i just think he's going to continue to go through uh former roh world champions because there is a big list of them that are in aew i ain't booking brian danielson to lose on dynamite back-to-back weeks yeah i'm just not freaking doing it that's not a good decision 
We'll have to see. I would not do that. We'll have to see uh, uh, where it where it goes. The fan who asked about Pack cheating, I think they're. I think uh, Pack and the Lucha Brothers are going to turn heel, fully turn heel, and join LFI. Mm. That's that's where I think this is going. Mm. I think they're going to be part of Rush's group. All right, so uh, that we got that uh, covered. So let's go to the end of the show. Looking forward to Raw tonight, which is going to start in just nine minutes. Uh, some early notes from Sean Ross Sapp here uh, from Fightful Select. I'm just double checking to see if he updated anything because uh, it is close to Raw, but uh, no updates yet. Um, some creative plans, of course. Triple H, uh, Triple H keeping that uh, keeping that rundown away from Sean as best he can. He is. Uh, some <laughs> early plans include a DX reunion, uh, glow sticks and shirts, and a rubber chicken. Okay. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, where they slide the daddy ass reference into because you know that's coming uh the biz birthday celebrations got balloons a special ring carpet gift boxes ice sculptures cakes champagne tables all for dexter loomis to destroy i'm sure uh dexter loomis is supposed to appear i'm not gonna rule i'm not gonna i, I will not uh, uh spoil that you can go to fightful select if you want to see that uh omos mvp and riddle are set for the show and of course what has been announced Besides the DX reunion, Ms. Birthday, uh, Theory versus Gargano, which should be a good match. Seth Rollins, though he's lost la- on Saturday, he gets a United States title match against Bobby Lashley. Roman Reigns and the Bloodline are in town. Uh, just on what I've read out there, Matt, what are you what are you looking forward to the most out of that? I think Rollins and Lashley are going to be the best thing on the show again. Uh, you know they're going to give them a lot of time, and I would not be surprised. Speaking of title changes, would not be surprised to see Rollins defeat and win the united states championship tonight lose the fight pit but win the u.s title okay i I don't 50 booking pal i i don't believe i don't that don't that don't surprise me at all Uh, i'm excited to see if they fit um i'm excited to see if they fit uh uh, you know where they fit Wyatt into the show do they lead off with it do they end with it with some kind of teaser cliffhanger something like that i don't know um, but it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what, what truly happens, uh, there with, uh, with Bray Wyatt tonight. Uh, I, you got to do something as Matt said, you got to do something. So it'll be interesting to say, well, we got about, uh, you know, I'd say about two or three minutes here. So ask us anything in the chat, man. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be glad to answer those out there. And, uh, also, uh, thanks to everybody that joined us live tonight. Uh, for our first show as part of the believe in pro wrestling network. It's been a blast. It's been a, a, a ride and uh, uh, look forward to chatting with you guys every Monday before Monday night raw. There is uh, a lot of uh, good. You'll always, always something to talk about, especially leading up to Monday night raw and, and now Matt even more with Mr. Wyatt in the fold, huh? Yeah. Like um, I, I know, I know the, the, the bra plans just came in from Fightful. Oh, like, there's nothing with Wyatt listed. Like I don't want to read them. It's so close to the show. I'm not. I'm not going to be putting out the spoiler stuff. But like, there's nothing in here about Wyatt, and I think they're going. I think they're going to be really pushing their damn luck if if they don't have anything to do with Wyatt on Raw tonight. I think that Brooklyn crowd could get really nasty. Whoa, yeah, they're going to be a lot of we want Wyatt chance. If we don't get if we don't get uh, Wyatt, Wyatt at all, I mean, you almost got to lead with it, just to 
not have it hijack the show. If I, if you were, if I, well, according to the five, four report, they're opening with the bloodline. So, Oh, (laughs) well now, (laughs) well, thank you uh, for tuning in. And uh, as this message here says, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we are very close to getting believed to over 500 people. So uh, subscribers. So uh, uh, if you have not already yet subscribed, please do so. Uh, You know, for Matt Black, this is Jeremy. Thank you. It's good to say thank you for tuning into Lost in the Midcard. Yeah, we're back. Brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.